Okay, ladies and gentlemen, today we're going to talk on this thesis. American business and everyone else in this country needs better schools. Our schools spend hundreds of billions of dollars on educational strategies that are ineffective. You yourself know this is true because, despite all that money, our students don't compete well with students from other countries, and they typically spend much less per pupil. The business community has to waste hundreds of millions of dollars each year on remedial education. We have 40 or 50 million functional illiterates. What else do you need to know? Our schools have gone to rot and ruin. A century ago, we had a literacy rate well above 95%. Basically, the only students who couldn't read were from remote communities and had never been seen a school or been in a school. Furthermore, young adults knew then the basics of history, geography, science, and some of the arts. Then we began a downward slide throughout the 20th century. I asked your judgment as a smart, practical person. Could this massive decline happen by chance? I'd say not likely. I'd like you to meet John Dewey, the father of modern education. He pushed the idea that we need less emphasis on traditional school subjects and more on social activities, specifically including cooking, sewing, manual training, etc. Dewey was obsessed with creating a new kind of society, that being code typically for socialist. He was not focused on better students, and he does not get them. Today, our Dewey-inspired educators are all too comfortable with programs and policies that short-change academic concerns, thereby making the entire society less coherent and effective. And it's not just reading that is in decline. It's every skill and every subject from K to 12. We have waged a brutal blitzkrieg war against ourselves. Now, reading is unquestionably the crucial subject and one that the progressives attacked most aggressively. Starting in 1931, the education establishment effectively abolished phonics, thereby plunging the U.S. into an illiteracy crisis. Only 23 years later, Rudolf Lesch wrote his famous bestseller, Why Johnny Can't Read. It's simple, said Flesch. If schools reject phonics and make children memorize sight words, children will never become good readers. It seems clear that our elite educators were ready to sacrifice reading and academic achievement in return for societal leveling, which is usually a central goal of socialist societies. Now, this is a constant theme, but it's so fundamental. Here is a quick explanation of what happened to our literacy. Suppose you are a typical six-year-old and the school tells you to memorize the English language at a rate of five words each week. This is the smartest students can do this, a couple hundred words a year. What, don't these bozos know there are one million words in the English language? It's a completely useless instruction to memorize these words one by one. Furthermore, you will be ordered to ignore verbal or phonetic clues. You will be looking at abstract designs roughly comparable to the first time you see a dollar sign or the hashtag sign. They're just mysteries. 
you will be told to pronounce each symbol a certain way. But you, can you remember all those instructions as they, as they pile up as the weeks go by? So the children don't re learn to read. Almost as bad, they know they are regarded by their parents and friends as substandard, defective, not as good as the other children. Their self-esteem dies. This aberrant pedagogy creates collateral damage that goes under the name now of dyslexia. Supposedly this is something you're born with. No, I don't think so. The school gives it to you and then uses the magic word dyslexia as an all-purpose excuse for their incompetence. Nothing is ever their fault, you see. It's the fault of some genetic accident beyond anyone's control. Now, I mainly write articles explaining the many dysfunctional ideas in our schools, but at this point, at this moment now, I'm trying to sketch the whole panorama where you have a relentless assault on everything that was traditionally taught in schools. Grammar, spelling, dates, inventions, the names of rivers, or anything else that your parents probably learned automatically by middle school. But now our high school graduates do not know these things. Some impatient conservatives say we should just burn down the public schools. But I would want, want to ask, why waste good school buildings? The problem is in the theories that infest these buildings. It makes a lot more sense to bulldoze the schools of education. That's where the crazy ideas are, and that's where the future teachers are indoctrinated in all the worst classroom strategies. We need new minds teaching better strategies. Really, the truth is we need new people from top to bottom. Ideally, we would attract more people to come over from business, the military, the arts, the professions, and so on. If a state is serious about improving its schools, they will make it easy for high-quality people to switch careers without a lot of hurdles to jump over. When they make it difficult, you know they're not serious about improving anything. But the truth is probably none of these ideal outcomes are going to happen. The media will continue to be useless. However, we can still be saved if Americans will take a few minutes now and then to learn what's going on in the schools. Remember, the deliberate dumbing down of America is what we are up against. But smartening it up can save it, can save us. Look at the other episodes in this podcast. Pick the most interesting title and listen to it. Then discuss with other people what you learned or what strikes you as most uh, interesting or helpful. As you become better informed and other people become better informed, the schools won't be able to get away with the same tricks. Now, I've attached uh, a link to a thing about school reform that's on the lead-in copy. Six steps to reform education right now. See, for a long time, the public waited for the media to tell them what to do and what to think. I mean, it's, it's a very comfortable relationship. They say, elect this person, vote against this, think this way, think that way. If you have smart, sincere people running your media, then this, this is nice. We can kind of go around along behind these people and say, all right, I'll let you do some of my thinking. But now we're in a situation where nobody in the media is going to give you good advice or good information. They've got an agenda, which is taking care of the far left 
so-called Democrat Party, and I don't expect any miracles. You suddenly get involved in something that last week you didn't care about. But if you just nibble at it little by little, share these um, podcasts or anything else you read or see with other people, and then when you see them, you say, what do you think about that? Okay, thank you. Overview. Let's Fix Education explores seven of my favorite themes. First, this podcast is a meditation on what I call the K-12 crime scene. So many destructive ideas. Understanding them is the key to fixing them. Two, by doing that we will have better schools at less cost. Three, nothing much changes decade to decade. The big questions of the 1930s were the big questions of the 1960s and the 1990s. Any subject we discuss can easily intersect with any other subject. Most people instinctively want traditional education, but the education establishment fills classrooms with progressive gimmicks. The result is that we have a standoff, and that's why you run into the same ideas over and over. Four. The big brains in education keep telling students, don't bother memorizing this or that. You can look it up later. B.B. King, the great guitarist, is much smarter. He said, the beautiful thing about learning is nobody can take it away from you. Five, Lennon's ghost wanders through our school system. The hard left thinks big. If they have to kill millions of people to build their perfect society, that's okay. Same goes for dumbing down millions of students. Totalitarians want power. They will do anything to get it. Six, if we are going to survive, we have to take each child to his or her limit. As it is, we are creating millions of subeducated students from K right through college. Seven, analyzing education, especially dysfunctional education, is a lot more intellectually interesting than most people suppose. You'll enjoy this. Finally, P.S. My book, Saving K-12, runs parallel to everything discussed on this podcast. I also have an education site, improve-education.org, with 70 articles that complement everything discussed here. And I have hundreds of articles on the Internet. Enter a topic in Google with my full name, Bruce Dietrich Price, and let Google make suggestions. Thank you for visiting.